Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, where we empower you with the answers to your burning questions to accelerate your career into the sports industry. We are your hosts, Melbourne-based sports administrators, Ruben Williams and Ryan Walker. Join us as we share unique and personal examples as well as relatable information and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free episodes. Want to swipe our signature framework to add awesome experience to your resume? Download our free ebook, Four Steps to Create Outstanding Work Experience in Sport at sportsgrad.com.au. Now sit back, relax, enjoy the show, and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our latest episodes released every Tuesday and Thursday. Ryan, one of the things I love about AFL is that it's a game decided by millimetres. The other game of millimetres I am absolutely loving at the moment is my shaving routine. Thanks to Dollar Shave Club, every morning that I get with the executive razor and a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter is a good morning. So, if you want to look and feel great, head to the link in our show notes where you can access a fantastic deal for a range of products that are fantastic for both men and women. Welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, your bite-sized guide to enter the sports industry. Rubes, another big episode coming up. How are you? I'm very well. Huge episode coming up. I'm very excited about this guest. How have you been this week? This week has been has been good. I've uh, I've moved back into Melbourne um, and just looking to kind of plan out the next uh, few weeks. There's a few different things going on, but um, yeah, looking forward to to diving into this episode. Fantastic, mate. Well, we can cover your lawn escapades another time, but for now, we'll jump straight into it. We've got a huge guest joining us today. Our guest has completed a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology. Uh, and also a Master of Marketing Communications at the University of Melbourne uh, before she completed a marketing and comms internship before moving into a full-time position at Gymnastics Victoria. From there, she's been the Community Campaigns Coordinator before currently holding her position as Marketing and Student Recruitment Coordinator at the Carlton College of Sport within the Carlton Football Club. Eliza Dewar, thanks for joining the Sports Grad Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Fantastic. So, Eliza, you've had a really strong background in marketing and communications. Has this always been a passion of yours? I wouldn't say it's always been a passion. I definitely went on a bit of a journey uh, to get where I am today. Uh, as you sh- as you said, I initially started uh, in uh, a Bachelor of Psychology uh, in the Bachelor of Arts at Melbourne Uni. So, that's the path I was destined to go down. Um, but uh, about halfway through that degree, I decided that the research component wasn't for me and really wanted to do something that was more um, practical, creative. So I decided to undertake the, the Masters of Marketing Communication at, at Melbourne Uni. Um, and I think I've always been a very um, kind of outgoing person who, who loves interacting with people and I love working with people. So marketing just seemed like a job that would be a good fit for me as well as being able to work across a number of industries. So, you know, at the time when you're you're choosing what to study, you might not know exactly what you want to do Um, at the end. I didn't know what job I wanted um, going into it. So I really um, wanted to study something that I knew I could go down multiple pathways. And it just so happens that I have ended up in sport, which has been the (laughs) the best kind of outcome, really. Awesome. I was just going to ask that. When, when did sport come into it and, and how has sport been a, a part of your life growing up to, to come to where you are today? Absolutely. It's a really good question. I have um, two English parents. So I was born in the UK, um, grew up with um, the English Premier League. I'm a Southampton supporter. 
Um, knew nothing about AFL at all. I grew up in Brisbane, so it was cricket and rugby for me um, growing up there. Um, but I guess it's always been something that it has always been a passion of mine, whether it was playing, you name any number of sports, and I played them very – I was very average at most sports, but I liked trying them. Um, so that was Much where like Ryan my – <laughs> Absolutely. You know, rowing was there for a while. I did try my hand at footy once I moved down here to devastating consequences with multiple injuries. Um, <laughs> but for me, like coming into the to working in the sports industry was really when I got my internship with Gymnastics Victoria because I was tossing up, uh, you know, which kind of path I wanted to go down with internships with marketing because it was very easy to go down the agency route or go down the kind of lifestyle retail kind of uh avenue as well but it just so happened that the gymnastics one was the one that fell into my lap a little bit quite quite fortuitously i guess you could say yeah nice and that was uh that was my next question um how did you find your way to get an internship at gymnastic victoria it was it was a lot of luck a bit of coincidence um and a lot of networking so i actually met my manager well to be manager at Gymnastics Victoria, Jen, uh, at a going away party for one of my friends. It was kind of just a mutual connection. We got chatting and I said I was about to study marketing communications um, and she was going to put me in touch with one of her old employers to get an internship. Um, but a few months later, it turned out she needed an intern. And so I emailed her, said, look, I'm really interested in working with you. I'd love to work in sport. Um, and she brought me and a few other people on as interns that year. Um, so it was one day a week um, really working on a specific project, which was their marketing and communications toolkit, essentially that you could send out to um, the gymnastics clubs around the state to help them market themselves. Um, being a state organisation um, and a, a governing body, it was really about empowering the gymnastics clubs to do a lot of the stuff for themselves with also the, the support from from us at, at the um, the office as well. Um, but that's where the internship kind of began and, and my relationship um, with, with Jen in that role was really important for me um, in, you know, landing the full-time role and also my the role where I am now as well. That's a great hot tip, never stop networking especially when you're at parties because you never know where it might lead to <laughs> you do never know you absolutely never know that's very true <laughs> obviously they wouldn't just hand you the internship so what what were some of the skills that you gained um along the way that allowed you to secure that position um i think as, as you said networking was really important so i already had a kind of basic understanding of of the industry and had a few connections within there um, just knowing how to conduct yourself professionally was really important. So it sounds so basic, but it's something that I'm telling, you know, the Carlton College students at the moment. It's it's knowing how to answer the phone. It's knowing how to write a professional email. Um, it's having a voicemail, you know, when you when you have you can't answer the phone. It's it's those kinds of really basic things that it may it, Obviously, it's, it seems so obvious to a lot of us, but it can be really detrimental when, when you're applying for those kinds of jobs and, and internships and, and anything like that. You have to come across as being quite professional and conducting yourself that way. Um, so I think that's what initially got me, uh, you know, that kind of uh, foot in the door with, with gymnastics anyway, for sure. Um, and the fact that I was really passionate about sport and, and just 
was myself when I had my interviews and yeah really really focusing in on what your passions are and and showing an interest in in what the organization is doing or the club or wherever you're applying for a job really showing interest in in what they do that's a great point because I think a lot of people fall into the trap of you know waiting until they're working inside an organization to then be a professional um, and I think there can be almost be a bit of or a sense of imposter syndrome around, you know, conducting yourself as a professional when you're still studying. But really the reality is if you want to become a professional, you've got to start acting that way from the beginning. Absolutely. You really have to start putting yourself in the mindset and talking of imposter syndrome. I have definitely been there, you know, starting to work at an AFL club when you only started supporting an AFL team a few years ago. Um, I've been there. I know exactly what that feels like. Um, but yeah, it's it's essentially acting the way that you want to be, not the way that you are now are now necessarily. So that that is my definite hot tip for for students out there as well. Been full of great tips so far, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> voicemail. Voice I Oh, okay. Mine is, um, hi, you've called Eliza Dewar at the Carlton College of Sport. Please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Is that is right? outstanding. <laughs> if, I, if I rang that number, you'd think professional straight away. <laughs> there you uh, go. Head straight on. Awesome. Following that internship, you obviously um, you, you got into a full-time role um, at Gymnastic Victoria and then eventually you headed um, to Carlton. But sort of narrowing down into that role at Gymnastic Victoria, what were some of the skills that you gained um, at your time there that has really um, allowed you to progress in your career? That job was honestly the best thing that could have happened to me because working in a small organisation, you don't get the opportunities when you're when you're in a role, especially in marketing that's quite specific. Um, you do the kind of one thing day to day, whether that's socials, whether that's kind of um, paid work, um, SEO, like website management, you really only get to do that one aspect. But working in at gymnastics, I got to do literally everything. We were a two-person marketing team. Um, so I was in charge of the social media, the website, all electronic messages, so all emails that went out, um, everything, and like covering events, all that kind of thing I was in, essentially responsible for um, that gave me a lot of autonomy, it's a lot of independence, not having to ask someone, you know, what to do at every stage of your day, um, which I think when you start working full time, it can be so daunting going into those roles and, and feeling like you have to know everything all the time. Um, you definitely do not. And you definitely can still ask those questions. But I was really lucky with my manager that she trusted me to to do what I had to do and 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 get the job done properly and I think having those relationships and learning how to build those professional relationships when you get those jobs is super super important um building up that trust and and that does go back to to the way your like your manager is with you as well so it definitely goes both ways that having a good manager will make you a better employee as well and that's what you know I aim to be like when I eventually you know have have people that work with me um is to empower them to do the work um, themselves um, and also just creativity was a massive one because I'd come from a master of marketing communications which is very much product centric so selling products to people whereas I was sell selling a sport I was selling a lifestyle that 
to be honest, gymnastics is not a huge sport in Australia, even though it's huge, a huge participation for kids in terms of media and everything like that. It's really under the radar, apart from the Olympics. We all watch gymnastics at the Olympics, that's for sure. Um, so I had to be creative in the way that I was constructing the messages and, and getting them out there. So it definitely set me up in a, in a really good way um, to move on to the job I'm in now as well. Yeah, fantastic. I think um, when you're in an organisation that is under-resourced, it can be tempting to fall into that trap of being frustrated that you haven't got enough of the things you need to do your job around you. How important was your attitude going into that job when you are you know, a team of two and you've got you know, seemingly an endless list of things that you could be doing? Um, it's, it's really just taking it day by day and, and, and again with the creativity being like, well, okay, we don't have a budget the size of the AFL to go around and, and put ads on trams or, or even, you know, get coverage in the local newspaper. So it's kind of like, okay, how do we approach this in a way that we can still get to the most amount of people, but we, you know, without using the, the resources that you kind of need to get to the amount of people you want to get to. Um, so it's really leveraging, um, our events, leveraging, um, kind of local, local, uh, clubs and, and using them to push that message out there as well was really important. So we know, uh, you then headed to Carlton where you were community campaigns coordinator. How did that opportunity come about? That was, again, a classic case of your networking scenario. So I um, was reaching out to a few people um, in my network just to create a bit of a wider support base, I guess, and, and people to reach out to once I did want to move on from gymnastics. So my manager at gymnastics was really supportive of me uh, expanding my network um, and, and creating um getting a lot more contacts within the industry. So I reached out to um, Vanessa, um, the general manager of marketing and communications and community at Carlton Football Club um, to set out, set up a coffee meeting with her just to kind of have a chat and, and, and get to know her a little bit more. Uh, so I met up with her. Admittedly, she's now said to me that it was an incredibly busy week and it was kind of uh, the last thing she kind of wanted to be doing uh, that week, but she very kindly sat down with me and, and had a chat. Um, and by the end of that conversation, she had mentioned that there was a role going within the community team and asked if I would be interested in uh, meeting with the community manager and coming in for an interview the following week. Um, and it was a very quick process from there. I had two interviews um, and was offered the role um, but yeah, that was definitely another case of, of the using your network and, and kind of putting yourself out there as well. And just, um, I, I had no intention of, of getting a job with the club when I reached out to Ness. It was just a, a purely, purely from a networking perspective. But I was lucky enough that she, she saw something in me, I guess, um, and wanted to have me join the Carlton Football Club team, which has honestly been the, the best the best thing in my career so far and luckily my manager at gymnastics Jen was super super supportive of that and um, it was very difficult leaving there because they had given me so much but it was time for me to, to you know spread my wings a little bit very cliche but <laughs> but you get the idea. 
So it sounds like networking has been a huge part of your career to get into your role now and you've uh, gone above and beyond by showing that it's possible to network into a job at a party. Um, <laughs> when you were a student as well, was was networking always a thing that you were, were keen on or um, did it take time to develop? What were your thoughts around networking when you were going through uni? Absolutely took time to develop. I was, you know, you, you have your circle of friends and that's fine, but putting yourself out there outside of that circle is absolutely terrifying. So I completely understand, you know, the, the kind of fear around that. And, and you know, even on LinkedIn, like reaching out to people you don't know is completely daunting. But it is a really great way of, of you know, p- potentially getting a job or even just getting advice from people as well is, is so important too. Like um, the kind of best advice that I was given early on uh, in terms of marketing was to, to try and get in-house somewhere, so at a club, at an organisation, rather than doing agency so you can get a bit more of an, a feel for, for where you want to work within the industry, which which was a really great advice given to me. Um, but, yeah, networking uh, yeah, during my uni days, uh, especially during my bachelor, uh, was not something that was on my radar. But once I started my master's, it was absolutely uh, something that was at the forefront of my mind and, and I definitely worked really hard to to get those connections. That seems, that seems a little bit surprising because you, you're a great people person. Do you have uh, any tips for students out there who might be feeling similar to how you were back then um, and looking to kind of get over that fear of networking and, and use it to you know grow their career in sport? Yeah, absolutely. I get the, the kind of anxiety around that. Um, I think it's really just putting yourself out there is difficult and but once you kind of put yourself in the mindset of what's the worst that can happen it becomes a lot easier so I think that's the way I started looking at it was was kind of like you know if I reach out this person what's the worst that can happen they don't respond it's not the end of the world it's you know you move on you 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 go to the next person and you know especially within the sports industry people are so willing to share their knowledge and because everyone is so passionate about what they do and you have to be passionate to work in sport like we know that there are long hours there are it's a big commitment you know especially you know AFL for me has been a massive you know learning curve in terms of the hours and the commitment that everyone puts in um, at the club so reaching out to those people is is daunting but it, it is such an important tool to be able to have. And, and even now in my current role, a lot of my job is, is reaching out to people, reaching out to prospective students, which a couple of years ago I would not have been able to do, just pick up the phone and call people and, and talk to them about something. Um, but it, it is a skill that you can learn um, and it, it just takes practice. That's, that's all it is. I think that's probably the, you know, the best mindset you can possibly have with networking is what is the worst that could possibly happen? Like, yes, they could not respond or you could even go get a coffee with someone and you you stuff it up, whatever. Like, it happens, you move on and it actually doesn't matter. At least you're having a crack. You know, that's all you can do. So, um, no, it's a great point. Um, so, moving on to your time at Carlton so far, um, You've been heavily involved in Carlton's gender equality program um, during your time. Can you tell us a little bit about your role in that? Absolutely. So I began at the club as the community campaigns coordinator. So essentially that role was responsible uh, for promoting the message of Carlton Respects, which is the Carlton Football Club gender equality program. 
um, aimed at gender equality for the prevention of violence against women. So for context, Carlton a few years ago did have multiple community programs um, that they were running. Um, and I guess the mentality was that you'd, they would rather focus in on one issue and really get it right and really use the platform of sport to create change within the community um, and focus in on the one issue. So the issue that they decided to, to select was, was gender equality. So Carlton Respects itself is kind of made up of three components. Um, the main one is a schools program that's run in the Northern Corridor Schools of Melbourne um, for uh, students in grades five to eight, um, really delivering about uh, respectful relationships, gender equality, stereotypes and bullying, and how to recognise and deal with those types of behaviour. We also have uh, a workplace program that is run um, in selected workplaces um, throughout the country, which is really a checklist of is your, is your workplace equitable? Are you making it uh, an accessible place um, for everyone? Um, and then the last component of Carlton Respects is the awareness raising, which was mainly my job, um, which is the Carlton Respects AFL and AFLW games. So some Carlton fans out there may remember Start of this year, the AFLW Carlton Respects game where the players wore orange socks. They also uh, have done that for the past few years in the men's game as well. Um, so there's kind of a lot going on with the Carlton Respects program. At the moment, obviously, the schools, schools program is on hold a little bit, um, but it was it is something I'm so, so passionate about and it's combining my love of of gender equality and promoting that message um, with my love of football, which is kind of the ideal situation. Um, and it's it's such a great initiative that the club are, are fully, fully behind and, and will continue to support um, in the future. You mentioned you love footy. Uh, who do you barrack and uh, has that caused some issues working at Carlton so far? I am a Richmond supporter. Um, oh, which, oh, the arch rival. <laughs> I know. It's not the ideal situation. However, my current manager, Chris, is also a Richmond supporter, so I have a little bit of support there. Um, I am a Carlton AFLW supporter and have been from the beginning, and I just want to make that really clear because there are a few girls that would absolutely um, be calling to my head if I didn't say that, but I, I was always a Carlton AFLW supporter, um, but Richmond is my is my team. Uh, but, you know, when you work at a footy club, it doesn't really matter who you go for, really. Um, I, my if, if Carlton are playing, I will always support them because I know how much work and how much effort has gone into to preparing each week and and the preparation all year um, from everyone across the club is, is humongous. It's, it's, the, it's a spectacular place to work, really, to see how it all works from the inside. That sounds like the, the best of both worlds. You've got the reigning premiers in Richmond and then the Carlton are a pretty strong AFLW club. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I am absolutely convinced that the AFLW team would have taken the flag this year. They were so strong. They were in the best condition, and I think it was it was a robbery that it was that it was ended early. Um, but I'm taking it as a win. You know, I I'm just going to accept that they probably would have won this year, um, and then they'll be back next year stronger than ever. They're incredibly determined women, so I have no doubt that they will be fighting for it again next year. Absolutely. I'd, I'd be claiming that too. You're also involved in the Women's Sport Australia Mentoring Program. 
uh, within that, what role do you play in the in the program? So I'm actually a mentee. So this is uh, I, I aim to be a mentor at some stage. Um, but Women's Sport Australia is the um, peak national advocacy body for women in sport. So that's not just for women playing sport. That's also for women working in sport, um, holding executive roles, working in boards. Um, really promoting um, that gender gender equality across the board in sport because uh, sport has for so long been, you know, a man's world and we're definitely trying to make it more, you know, equitable. But my manager, Jen, from gymnastics is on the board of Women's Sport Australia, so she introduced me to the mentoring program. Um, so I was paired with uh, Tanya Galliner, who is, uh, formerly uh, worked at Hawthorne Football Club and is now working at MCC. Um, so just going back again to the networking thing, this was a fantastic opportunity to work with someone really closely who has had so much experience in the industry. Uh, Tanya worked at Hawthorne for, I believe it was eight years before moving to MCC um, and is now a general manager there. So she's a wealth of knowledge and information who I can always turn to. And it's having someone outside of the kind of network that I'd built already external to that who I could then turn to for additional advice because you kind of hear a lot of the same things within your own network but then turning outside to that as well is also really valuable so that's that's my involvement with Women's Sport Australia uh, for the past couple of years but I hope to to have an ongoing involvement with them and and hopefully become a mentor one day I hope there's some information I can impart on, on the kind of younger um, you know, graduates coming in, coming into work in sport. Yeah. Um, so what, what sort of advice would you turn to, to Tanya for? I'm guessing it's not for your, uh, your, uh, phone answering skills. That was very impressive earlier, but what, what else would you turn to Tanya for advice? Well, I did, I did go to her when, so I, I started, uh, working with Tanya when I was still at gymnastics. Um, when I got the offer from Carlton, she was a great pet person to turn to to just say entering the AFL industry you've got to give me advice what do I need to know what do I need to do who do I need to talk to and she had connections at Carlton already which was very handy for me so kind of already having a bit of a knowledge of the people who were there was was fantastic but I guess I'd go to her for for advice on how to progress your career she moved, she moved quite laterally within Hawthorne before working her way up. So working across multiple different roles in multiple different, um, kind of areas, I guess, um, and really diversifying her experience, which made her really employable. Um, and just she had a, has a fantastic skill set, um, that has obviously landed her with, with MCC. So I'd definitely go to her to, to ask all those types of skill set questions. Absolutely. Sensational. Sounds like a super program. How can other people who are listening at the moment get involved with the program? Um, I just head to the Women's Sport Australia website. I think the mentoring program for this year is potentially closed, but they'll be definitely be looking for participants for 2021. Um, it is a fantastic thing to be a part of, and, and you also get a great uh, a leadership workshop with the Women's Sport Australia Um founder carol fox as well who is a force to be reckoned with she's fantastic i've uh i've met with carol fox a long long time ago she's a very very good speaker and former former water polo player was she in the olympic team in 2000 i think so potentially potentially i yeah. have to double check that one google but I, she is yeah she's an incredible incredible woman and and 
definitely taught me a lot about how to uh, be a, an effective leader in the workplace, whether or not you're in a leadership position, you can always show those uh, leadership skills. Yeah, awesome. So just circling back to your role today, how have you found your experience in getting a job in sport has helped your current role as marketing and student recruitment coordinator? It's definitely handy uh, to have experience on both sides of being a student and needing to get a job in sport and wanting to get a job in sport and now talking to students who are really interested in working in sport because I can tell them my personal story and tell them the, the importance of, of having those networks and building those networks and, and getting that experience. So a lot of the work I do with Carlton College because our offering is really unique in that we're off, we are situated at the Carlton Football Club and we offer really great placement experience and networking opportunities. I can speak to the fact that that is really, really important because that's how I got my job. And honestly, if if the program at Carlton College had been around when I was studying, I absolutely would have taken up the opportunity to come and study because it is the most unique experience. And I, I know I sound biased because I work there and, and my job is to to get students to kind of sign up, but I really believe that it is something that is so unique in in terms of higher education and, and starting your either your tertiary career you can go on and study after after you study at the Carlton College or enter the workforce directly which I know a lot of our students have done uh, from last year and, and this year as well um, so I'd say yeah that that's definitely how my my experience of, of landing a job in sport has has helped me in in this role at Carlton College. So over your time job hunting and developing yourself, what have been some of the skills that you're now imparting on the students at the Carlton College? So just the ability to network, your ability to get that experience and and put yourself out there is really, really important. I'd say also taking initiative is one of the most important things that that our students can do in particular. There are are definitely job opportunities that come up at the end of uh, the diploma um, within the Carlton Football Club and, and with our industry partners where we're looking for students who stand out from the others. Um, so it's really about how can you maximise your experience, um, put your hand up for kind of any opportunities that come your way and, and put yourself out of your comfort zone um, to, to put yourself in the best light when it comes to, to getting jobs at the end of your studies. Fantastic. We're going to wrap it up there. Thank you so much for your your time, Eliza. It's been fantastic to be able to hear about your experience coming through uh, marketing communications through gymnastics and into Carlton Football Club and the Carlton College and and all the different things you've been able to pick up along the way and and impart as well. I think the the extent to which you network has been fantastic, you know, all the way back to those those parties. Um, um, it's awesome to see you know, how prepared you've been to, to get ahead in your career and, and it's great to see that you're really reaping the, the benefits of that now. Well, thank you for the opportunity to uh, share my story. I, I hope a, a few people get something out of it at least. Um, and, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sports Grad Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. And if you're listening on socials, please tag us if you're listening. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Sports Grad Podcast. If you need help with your sports career, head to sportsgrad.com.au and download our free ebook today. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please give us a tag on socials at sportsgrad. 